Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. You can pray for, pray for my voice. I'm so excited. It's like this, I'm talking faster than normal, which you already understand, which I'm really not, very slow talker. And then I've just picked it up a little bit. But uh, I'm just so excited. I'm just amazed. I stand here and just like, wow, look what God did. And, and, and not that I should be surprised about that because that's God, right? I mean, and God intends for us to grow, right? I mean, I don't know where you are in your spiritual walk, but wherever you are, you shouldn't be where you started, right? I may not be where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I was. And so God's been faithful, but God also works through faithful men and women over the years, and we just can't say enough about the people that have made this possible uh, to be here, to be honest with you. And so it's such a blessing. I see so many familiar faces. It was funny, I'm I'm talking to people, they're like, happy anniversary, and we're kind of celebrating, and I've had some people come up to me and say, I wasn't even alive when this church started. And I thank thank you, that really blesses me, it just warmed my heart right there. And so get thee behind me. No, I'm just kidding. uh, but, but it was just, uh, it's amazing that it's 38, and so many of you are raising family. There's four generations. Fam- one family said, so we have four generations here. I'm, I'm marrying kids that were in a youth group, and I'm dedicating their children. I think that's the tree of life. That's the local church story. And God built a church, or is building church on the planet for a reason. And I love the local church. I love what it stands for. I love what it represents. And you might say, well, that's because you're the pastor. Can I say, no, it's because that's God's plan. And so Matthew 16, 18, most of us are familiar with this. And just basically, uh, Jesus says, I will build my church. Jesus is building his church. This is not man's church, the Duncan's church. This is God's church. This is his church. And he's building it because of his faithfulness and through the faithfulness of men and women just like you. And I love that Jesus is building his church. You know, as a kid, I, as a kid, I was saved in the church. As a kid, I, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a kid in the church and you might say, what is that? We'll let you know here in September, October. I was baptized in the church. I, I received the call of God in my life, and, the, and then the church sent me out, and, and I used my, my gifts in the church and discovered them and used them, and, and I found my wife in the church, and I uh, met, made sure that my, uh, my kids were raised in the church, and my kids were dedicated in the church, and, and I've been healed at times in the church, and, and, and I've been encouraged at times in the church, and, and, and I just think of every moment of my life, I was married in the church, and, 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 and I'll be buried in the church, not literally, but you know, and all that, <laughs> that would be weird, but all that, man, my life, I love the church and what it means, and it, you know, it, it, at 24, I came on staff in this church, I've been on staff in this church for 27 years because I love this church, at, at 39, I became the senior pastor because I, because I love this church, I love the church that Jesus is building, but not just this one, not just this one. I love churches everywhere because I think it's God's plan. The local church is God's plan to to meet the needs and bring help and hope to this world. It's it's through the church. I love churches in this community and surrounding area. I love pastors. I love pastors that are preaching Jesus this morning. I pray for them. I pray for churches that are sharing the life, love, and power of Jesus. And, and I know that they're getting ready and studying and bringing a word to their con- I know they're visiting people in the hospital. I know they're marrying people, bringing people. I love that. I love that so much. I want to do anything I can for the church because I love the church. In fact, this morning we're blessed because we have a, a couple with us that, that came to my wife and I a, a few months ago, and they have a church, and it's, it's a... It's a, a it's, uh, I'm going to read it because I won't say it correctly, but it's the Bet, Bet Shalom Messianic Assembly, which means house of peace. 
and their congregation of Messianic Jewish and Gentile uh, believers and uh, observing the Hebraic roots, uh, roots of their faith. And, and they do that on Saturday night, then they have a service on Wednesday night, and they had come to us and said, we, just, we need a home. I thought, well, of course. Right? Jewish wanderers in the wilderness, and you need a home. And it's like, God was like, it just was funny to me that, that, that God is just moving his people around to connect. And my wife and I had just really met them for the first time, but when we left that meeting, we thought, we need to connect with these people. They had such pastor's hearts and such good people. And so we didn't really need to pray. It was one of those things that you don't really need to pray about. You just really needed to check the calendar. They were looking for a place. And we had a room back here in the back. Our, our, our youth ministry started to meet over here in our new building. And so we had that room available. So we made some adjustments and, and put some paint on the walls and cleaned it up a little bit. And uh, we said, you know what? Let us help you, help you get in there and make this your home. So can I introduce you this morning, the pastors of Bet Shalom, um, Greg and Kathy Muse and their daughter Jennifer. Would you guys stand up? Come on, guys, stand up. Amen. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You can be seated. You know why we did that? Because we love the church. And they're, and they're here and they're pastors of a great church and they have great hearts and we just fell in love with them. We said, absolutely, how can we help you? Because we love the church and the mission of the church. And I think it was last week, there, another pastor in town called me and they had a, a member of the congregation pass away and said, Pastor, our, our facility's not big enough to accommodate the people that are going to be coming. I know it's a lot to ask. And I said, yes. When is it? It doesn't matter. Come on. And so last Wednesday, I think we, ha- we hosted a service for a lady that had been in the Bronfield School District for a long time and 700 people in attendance. And we just served and we just, the staff, it wasn't like, well, we're off at night, Wednesday night or whatever. I was like, how can we serve? We rolled up our sleeves, people, and it was, and I love the church. I love everything about the church, what the church does. I, I love that. And you know, God is working in and through his church. Now, I know we may not agree on everything, but I love the church, and I believe the church of Jesus is the hope of the world. And God has a plan for your life, and his plan is for you to connect to God's house on some level. His plan is for you to be a part and get connected to God's house. Not just me. And you might say, well, yeah, your dad was a pastor and you're the pastor. No, it has nothing to do with that. That's God's plan for everybody. And when you get saved, the Bible says you get saved into the body of Christ. And I know that we say, no, I, I got saved into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, you did. But that was personal, but not private. It's personal, but public. In fact, the Bible says you got saved into the body of Christ, immediately saying you're saved and build that personal relationship so you can impact community. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 12, the scripture says that you were baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. So understanding the scripture there, it's like you can't be a Christian and separate yourself from the body. And Paul says that we're all parts of a body in 1 Corinthians 12, and you can read that later. And, and it says, how can I say to an ear, I have no need of you? Now listen, let me say this, because I know here's the pushback at times. Well, I'm part of the church universal, and I'm like, well, that's great, but he still wants you in a local body, because we have believers, we got a text this morning, a WhatsApp from uh, some of our missionary uh, pastors over in India, and yes, we're part of the body of Christ, but I'm not an ear over here and him an eyeball over there. It just doesn't work that way, does it? And Paul talks about how the eye can't say to the ear, I have no need of you, or the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. In fact, we're all part of the body, and he puts us together collectively to be the body, and if you are not part of a body, then you're just a weird body part out there around on your own, <laughs> flopping around or whatever, I don't know. 
and you won't survive long, and you certainly won't produce anything. You realize in the New Testament, after the Gospels, which the Gospels tell about Jesus, you get into... You get into Acts, and the Acts is the power of the Holy Spirit falls on the place to empower the church. And the New Testament church is born. And then you get into Romans, and, and Paul's writing. Now, Paul's writing, he's writing to, to, to people. You know who Paul's writing to in all his letters and, and most all the New Testament after the Gospels? Almost the whole entire New Testament is written either to the church or to pastors, except for the book of Philemon. Isn't that interesting? No, it's Jesus, or Paul is writing to the kingdom. No, he's not. He's writing to the local church. And he's writing to pastors of the local church. Jesus, listen, Jesus says, I'll build my church, not I'm building my kingdom. He'll come back one day in his kingdom. But right now, he's, he's building his church. It's important. What are you going to talk about on, your 30, on the 30th anniversary, how important it is and it's, it, to be in the church? It's not, it's, not a, it's not a reaction to anything. It's like... This is who we are for 38 years. This is who we'll be for the next 38. Because we believe it's important to be a part of the church. And, and, and so I, I need you to know that because it's, because it's important for your life as well. So you've got to get connected. You've got to use your gifts. And I even say this, arrive early. Get involved. Stay late. Because if you understand what Jesus intended with the church, it's not just a come and go thing. So I say come early. Why not? Because then you can get some coffee. We got coffee. We got food for you. We got an opportunity for you to sit out there and visit people, meet people for the first time. You know how many things we arrive early to? I don't know about you, but I'm an early guy. I want to be everywhere early. If we're going to a movie, I want to be there early. And then I got to thinking about that anymore. We go online and buy our seat ahead of time. And I thought, oh, if the missions department, because we have so many creative ideas to raise money for missions, if the missions department ever started selling seats online for a church, they might raise some money. Because we'd start filling up the back real quick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, give me a little grace. It's the 38th anniversary, okay? I love everybody in the back. I love you. Don't, don't worry about that. Save me a seat. But we go everywhere. I mean, I love to go to the Spurs game. Once a year, we go early because I want to watch all the warm-ups. I want to I get my big Diet Coke, and I want to get my bag of peanuts, and I want to everywhere we go, but sometimes really not here. And no disrespect, and we got, you're fumbling things around with kids and all, try, trying to get things ready. I totally get that. But listen, we need to come and experience the whole thing. Come early, get involved, stay late. You know, one of the great things I love about the Missions Cafe is not the money that we make for missions, it's the relationships that can be built out there. If you go buy a meal for your family, here's the thing I like. I don't look at the, the cash register amount or whatever. I look at how many people are sitting at tables visiting with other people. That, that's, that's part of what he's saying here. We come and we connect with each other. I love that about the church. And so let's take a step back from that for just a second. We'll come back in a sense and we'll pick that back up. But I want to look at another aspect of the importance of God's house or the church and why we should be involved. And David writes or paints a picture in Psalms 1, what what a mature believer looks like. So let's take a look. Psalms 1 verse 3. Again, he's talking about what a mature believer looks like, which again should be our journey to maturity, to be growing. We're going to use that word growing, right? That's a bad word. We're going to grow. Use that word growing. So we should be. And so here's what he says in Psalms 1-3, New Living Translation. He says, they, talking about believers, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And it's appropriate on the 38th anniversary of Tree of Life to talk about trees, so here we go. So he says there are trees planted along the riverbanks. Notice, planted along the riverbanks. What's interesting about what David is saying is that trees planted along the riverbanks do not have to depend on an external element like rain or somebody to water them for what they need. 
He says, if you're planted along the riverbank, or let me say it this way, if you're planted next to the source, you don't have to depend on an external event or an external set of circumstances or somebody to come and water you. But typically, that's how we live. Listen, that's why we're praying for rain all the time. (laughs) We're praying for rain, or we're praying for an event to an event to an event, or to somebody, or Lord, if it's not going to rain, then please put it on somebody else's heart to come water me. I need some refreshing. But he's saying right here is if you'll get planted next to the source, you won't need external or outside events and circumstances to come and bring you the things that you need. There's, there's, he's saying that they're so close to the living water that they're able to draw everything they need and still grow, or in other words, they're close to the source. And what God's trying to say is that when you are planted in him, he will supply what you need. Regardless of what's going on round about you. Now, now, what does that mean? It means as you stay connected to the source, stay connected to his word, stay connected to prayer, Stay connected to worship and praise. Stay connected to serve. Stay connected to give. Stay connected to community. Come on, somebody. He will supply you. He will supply you. Otherwise, you're not just praying for rain or praying for someone to come water you. In fact, this week I was thinking about that, and I took a a screenshot the other day talking about the weather, and I thought, this is how we live our life, praying for rain and want to rain. So we're we're always looking at the weather forecast, what it's going to look like, and and I took this screenshot. Here, if you're that person that's just praying for rain, good luck. (laughs) That's tomorrow. I took it. That's tomorrow, Monday. And listen, it's updated since I took that shot. There's one day in there that says 103, and isn't it just like... When you didn't think it could get any worse and you start praying for rain, it gets hotter. And the clouds that you thought were coming this way totally changed direction. All right, you're praying for someone to have mercy on me, bring somebody to refresh me. Can I tell you on the 30th anniversary, because you're giving extended grace today, can I tell you, I'm not your weatherman and I'm not your gardener. I'm your shepherd. And I'm trying to create a place that you can connect to the source. You can connect to the source. That's what church is. To connect to the source. Goes on to say this in verse three, guys. You keep that up there. Keep up verse three. It says this. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. No tree bears fruit in each season. No tree does. In every season, rather. And God says, if you stay planted close to the source, I want you to bear fruit in every season. And here's what he says. Winter, fruit. Summer, fruit. Fall, fruit. What's the other one? Spring, thank you. Fruit, I've already done this once, I don't know what the problem is. Spring, fruit. I lost my job, fruit. I got a bad report from the doctor, fruit. My marriage is falling apart, fruit. My kids have lost their mind, fruit. Come on somebody. Every season, every season. Young fruit, old fruit, single fruit. Stay connected to the source in every season. See, we do not serve a God who's relegated to a season. We serve a God who's eternal. And he wants you to produce fruit in every season. But that only comes if you're planted by the source, connected to the source. So let's take a look in three. Let's finish this out. Getting close to it. Anyways, their leaves, those are trees like planted along the river, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither. Now, I don't know that we see this. We don't have a whole lot of change of season here. But we see it some. And it's interesting to me because you've seen in the fall when leaves on the tree wither and die. You know why that happens? This happens because in that season, the trunk holds back resources from the branches, 
And so the branches aren't supplying the resources that the leaves need, and because the trunk's holding on to the resources, and the branches are not getting what they need, they're not supplying it to the leaves, and the leaves die and fall off. What God is saying is that he wants your life planted next to him to be fruitful, that you never have to hold anything back. You keep supplying, you keep giving, you keep serving, you keep loving, you keep forgiving, you keep connecting. You don't have to hold back in fear. You can continually supply everything. So the leaves get what they need. God will resource you so you can resource the other things. We don't have to live our life holding on in fear of not having enough. Not if we're connected next to the source. That's not what the word says. Because your supply is never needing to be held back by you, it will always be supplied by God. And then it finishes out this way, and they will prosper in all they do. Really needs no explanation, but a great way to finish out that scripture. And so, all right, I'm like, I hear all this, I'm like, man, that's great. Yes, Lord, make me a tree for, me, for you. I want to be a tree. I want to be a tall tree. I want to be a strong tree. I want to be a fruitful tree. And then, I realize, God never plants trees. He only plants seeds. Oh, let that sink in for a second. Because we're all like, I'm in. Oh, a seed. I can't just automatically become a tree? It's not how God works. So if our end goal is to be a tree planted next to living water, bear fruit in every season, leaves never wither and die, prosper in all we do, I will never start out as a tree. And this is where some of us get disappointed because we'll say, I've been coming here for three months. I've served for four weeks, what's going on? I gave him that offering that one time and I'm buying a pound of brisket today for Gustavo's car. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. You gotta stay connected, planted. Listen, coming to the house of God and being planted in the house of God are two different things. Two different things, coming to the house of God. And the problem is the devil confuses us to thinking that they're the same and they're not. That's not what God is intending. And just like there's a difference between coming to the house of God and being planted in the house of God, just like there's a difference there, there's a difference in being planted and being buried. Let me explain that for a second. Because at first they seem the same. And there's a season where it seems like it's the same. They start out the same way. When you bury something, you take something, you dig a hole, you put it in, you cover it up. When you plant, you take something, you dig a hole, you put it in, and you cover it up. What's the difference? One gets connected to the life source, and one does not. And the devil has lied to us thinking that it's okay just to come to church and not be connected. And we're wondering why we're coming to church and, and experiencing funerals instead of celebrating harvest. And the difference is one is connected to the life source which causes us to grow and one is not but they think that just coming is okay and that's why life is the way it is. That's why there's a church here. So you have a place that you can connect to the source. So we're not just coming and having funerals for things that are not dead yet. That's why we come and we connect to the source. So we go through the same process, but yet connection to the life source causes life to spring forth. So we have, we have marriages we've buried. We have had relationships we've buried. We have had finances we've buried. We've had hopes and dreams that we've buried. And I wanna say this morning, they're not dead yet. Connect to the source and turn that burial into a planting. But you gotta connect. You have 
to connect. And the devil has lied to us or confused too many of us for too long and thinking that all we have to do is come to the house of the Lord. And because we come and we just experience burials, you know what will happen? After a while, you're going to go somewhere else. You're just going to uproot and go somewhere else and then uproot and go somewhere else and uproot. That's why he says be connected, be planted. Because then you experience the life, the life source. So God says if you'll come and connect to the source, your marriage can bear fruit, your family can bear fruit, your finances can bear fruit, your relationships can bear fruit, your health can bear fruit, your hopes and dreams can come alive again. What we need to understand is God's trying to give us, what we need to understand is God's trying to give us roots. If we're going to stand strong, you can't if you don't have good roots. And so the goal is for us to be planted where God has us so we can become who he's called us to become. And it's hard to stay planted, but what he's building in you has to be able to last. And so here's, what we, here's the problem. Here's why it's so hard. It's because people don't applaud what you can't see. And we live in a world and society that we're so selfie-minded or like we want likes and all this kind of stuff and we want instant gratification But likes only come for the product, applause only comes for the product, but God applauds uh, applauds the process. God applauds what you can't see while you're planted in building roots. Let's take a look then. So we're talking trees, the next natural progression is Psalms 92, 12 through 15. Goes to say this, the righteous will flourish, say flourish. Hold on to that word for me, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted, there's our word, planted in the house of the Lord. So where's our source now? How do we go from Psalms 1 to now to Psalms 92? Where's our source? Where's our life source? Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish, there's our word again from the previous scripture, in the courts of our God. Palm tree. Have you ever seen pictures of the palm trees when there's like a hurricane and they're just bending over and touching the ground and bouncing back and bending over touching the ground and bouncing back? You can't break them off. You can't uproot them. And you know, if you study palm trees, and I've done that over the years, and I've done that this time too, and palm trees, there's a lot of different species as you can imagine. Some of them might have deep roots, but most of them don't necessarily have roots that go really deep. What happens with a palm tree, what gives them their strength and how they can stand in the midst of a storm is they spread out, their roots spread out, they're broad. They're broad roots, and it gives them a foundation that's solid. And so in fact, what'll happen is the, the farther out their roots spread, it will determine how high they grow and how their canopy, how big their canopy can be. And it's also said that palm tree, when they're, when they're together, palm trees roots because they're so expansive and they spread out to give a strong base and a strong foundation, they'll also grow around and interlock with other palm tree roots. So not only do they have the strength that comes from a strong foundation and a broad base, they have the strength that comes from being connected with other roots. He says, you're going to be like a palm tree. You're going to have a good foundation. You know what they did back in Psalms 92 when they planted palm trees, date palms? They put a big stone, heavy stone on top of them, and it wouldn't be able to grow up, but during that time of years with that heavy stone on them, they didn't see any growth above the ground. All the growth was happening under the ground. And what they were doing is their roots were getting strong and getting connected and spreading out a great foundation and a base to stand. And so once they took that weight off of them, then they just shot up and they had already had the strength they needed because they had a solid foundation. They were connected, spread out and connected. Being connected. And let me say this about being connected, planted in the house of the Lord, what I believe speaks to here. 
And so here's the thing that we don't like about that. I don't have to, I have to be on time all the time, and I got to serve somewhere, and I got to, you know, do this and that, and I got to give, and I got to do that. Can I tell you that the structure of the house of God will give you strength? The structure will help develop your root system. So don't despise the structure. In fact, the things that you don't like are probably the things that you need the most. <laughs> I don't like that meet and greet time. I don't want to shake anybody's hand. I got to be there. I got to serve here. I got to do that. And that. Hey, don't despise the structure. Embrace it. Because it's the structure. You might feel like a big stone on you. You might feel it that way. But you know what it's doing? It's developing your root system. That's why you need to get in a group. That's why you need to connect with other people. That's why you need to serve somewhere. That's why you need to give. That's why you need to go on an outreach. That's why you need to be a part of what's happening here. The structure brings strength. So embrace the structure because it will make you stronger. It's causing your roots to grow. They just don't grow. It's helping cause them to spread out, strengthen. And when storms come, you may bend, but you will not break. Let's take a look. Can I go back to 12? Let's go back to 12 again, guys. 12 and 13. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. You saw the word flourish two times in there. Being planted or connected to the house of God will cause you to flourish in the courts of God. In Hebrew, the word flourish means many things, but it means also break out and break through. Being planted in the church will cause you to break out or break through. It sounds like the difference between buried and planted. Because if you stay buried, you're not going anywhere. But if you're staying planted and you're connected to the life source, guess what will happen? You'll break out and you'll break through. You'll flourish. And God wants all of our lives to break out and break through. He wants you to live a flourishing life. And he says the way you do that is to connect to the house of God. One stays buried, one breaks through. And you know what? He wants you to flourish in every, because I, I, somehow I think we disconnect these scriptures from our life outside of church. Because the truth is, in God's plan, why he created the church and wants you to be planted to the source so you'll flourish, is so you'll flourish in every area of your life, not just your church life. And hopefully you don't have a lot of separate. <laughs> I'm a Christian on Sundays. You want your marriage to flourish? Get connected in the house of God. You want your finances to flourish? Get connected in the house of God. You want your family to flourish? Get connected in the house of God. You want your teens to flourish? Get them to life night. Yeah, I just used the scripture, but in our terms that we'd understand a little better. He wants every area of your life to flourish, and he says the way I set it up is those that are connected planted by the life source in the house of God, their lives will flourish. If there's areas of your life that are not flourishing, maybe you should consider, are you planted or not? See, there's things in your life that will never break out or break through until you're planted in the house of the Lord. It's important to understand that. And God says if you'll get planted in the house of God, he will cause your life to break out and break through. You're going to flourish. And so the church activates our gifts, reveals our callings, Gets us out of our comfort zone, connects us to God's mission in the earth. You get connected to local church today. Many of you will connect in a way that you'll be connected to missions all around the world, in Mexico especially today. If you'll get planted in God's house, he will cause your life to break out in every area. Psalms 92, 14. I've got to wrap this up. Okay, verse 14, continuing on, it says this. They will still bear fruit in old age. 
Okay, come on. I'm, I mean, I'm 51. I would amen that one. All right, I'm just, okay. All right. No, too late. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Listen, listen. They'll still bear fruit in old age, and they'll stay fresh and green. What does that sound like? That sounds like Psalms 1-3. They'll bear fruit in every season. Hey, your latter years should be your most productive years if you've been connected in the house of God for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to move on. Okay, all right. We got that one. I mean, that, that, let me look at verse 15, and this is my last one. I'll wrap this up. So look at this one. Proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. You know what getting connected in the house of the Lord does? It helps your life flourish, every area of your life. It helps you be productive in every season of your life. And it helps you get the proper picture of who God is. See, some of us don't really know who God really is, and we're, we're bouncing around by different theologies, and we're questioning things and stuff, because we're not connected in the house of God. Because this scripture says, guys, if you don't mind, put that back up. This scripture says that if I'm connected or planted or connected in the house of God, then I will, my, my picture of God will be shaped. I will see him as upright. I will see him as my rock, and in him, there is no wickedness. It doesn't matter what the world says. I have the proper picture of God. My theology, or my picture of God, is shaped by being connected in the house of God. And I may have a hard week, and it may, and people may make me question, but when I get connected and come back to the body, the life source, then I get that picture back again. And when we lay out, we miss that, and we forget what he looks like and who he really is. But notice how the house of God shapes the view of God. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to say on Anniversary Sunday. God wants your life to break out and break through. He wants your life to flourish. And that happens, listen, when God's house becomes your home. When God's house becomes your home. Because you know what it's like. We got people coming up from out of town. They're here today. We're gonna, friends of ours we haven't seen in a while. They're going to come over to our house, but they'll be, they'll be visiting our house. It's different. It's different when you're a visitor somewhere. You don't see it the same. It's not the same to you. We're going to go to the Lord's house. I don't think that's disrespectful. I say it. I think that's fine, but, but can I tell you what? After 38 years, it's sometime along the way, this house became my home. And that's God's dream. God's dream is for his house to become your home. That you don't see it that you're just going to visit somewhere. This is different. See, God's not building an Airbnb. <laughs> God's not building a, a hotel motel where you just come and stay for every once in a while. You need a, you need a shelter from time to time. God's dream is for you to call this place your home. Where life functions here. Life flows out of here. Where you take some ownership where you see, so in your home, you see things for what they really are. You, you know that, right? You, in your home, you see, you see people who really are, not, not who they are. You can't Instagram integrity. You can't Facebook faithfulness. But you see it in a home. 38 years of building God's house, God's house and the hopes that you will call it home. And I think of all the years and all the people that have come through this place in 38 years, and there has been thousands that have called this place home. And that is what it's about. That's what this is all about. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. 
You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.